Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm excited to talk with my friend Tolly Gentoli for this week's episode on moral neutrality. Tolly, an LCSW who uses the she-her pronouns, is a licensed therapist in the state of Florida, as well as an influencer on social media. Tolly has worked with survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault, the LGBTQIA community, those living with HIV, substance misuse, grief, and takes a morally neutral approach to her treatment. She currently is a clinical supervisor at a group private practice in Tampa Bay. If you're interested in hearing more about moral neutrality, stick around. Well, hey, Tolly, I am so excited for you to join me. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm just going to jump right into the questions that I have for you today. Sounds great. All right. Yeah. So so um, we're talking about moral neutrality. So how did you get interested in this topic of moral neutrality? Yeah, so in 2020, when the pandemic happened and everything shut down, I really turned to TikTok as a way of connecting with people. And I ended up doing my own account of mental health content and con connecting with other mental health therapists. And I came across a creator, Casey Davis, um, Domestic Blisters on TikTok, and she talked about this idea of moral neutrality. And as somebody who lives with ADHD and OCD, like I'm constantly trying to find ways to make my life as simple as possible right. without getting overwhelmed or overstimulated. Um, and so I first heard of it about, about more neutrality from her on there. And I went, wow, that is true. What in life is actually morally neutral that I'm putting all this time and investment in that's causing me so much distress that's not necessary. Right. Um, and it really helped frame my way of being. It helped slow my brain down, work with my ADHD versus against it, work with my OCD versus against it. Yeah. And it just... I, it's life-changing for me yeah awesome that's really cool tiktok you know I, tiktok gets a bad rap sometimes right but uh mm -hmm. but there's some really awesome content out there so i'm that is cool to hear that you got connected through through tiktok so okay yeah. so i'm i'm new to the idea of moral neutrality so can you share a little bit more about what it is and how it impacts um daily lives and maybe even your daily life right right so when you think about things in our lives that we put a lot of time and investment into, right? And it kind of determines our worth, or we subconsciously let these things determine our worth. It's stepping back and looking at it and say, does this really matter? Is this really worth the amount of stress that I'm putting into it? For example, one of the things that Casey Davis talks about in her book is, is laundry. It's important that laundry is clean. It's not important that laundry is folded, right? Folding laundry is morally neutral. And so for me, I took that idea and I really ran with it to kind of work on my own mental health and working with my clients too, of what are we investing our time in? What are we investing our emotions in and our mental distress in that's actually morally neutral? Like we talk about our good emotions and our bad emotions. And the way I approach it is that no emotion is bad. We're human, we're gonna experience all these emotions. And so rather emotions are morally neutral. 
because we're going to experience them. And so if we can approach that to them as a like nor uh, a neutral standpoint, it makes them more normalized in our life and we don't feel so dare I say shitty for being angry, right? right? Or right. shame for grieving, right? We tend to kind of accept them as this is part of my life. This is the things that I'm going to experience and no one emotion is greater or worse than the other. Um, and it even kind of goes into when we think of diet culture too. So at the end of the day, the number on the scale when we're working on our physical health isn't what matters because we could be the same weight, the same height, but I could be mostly fat and you could be mostly muscle and our BMI would be the same, right? Mm -hmm. And so that number on the scale isn't what matters. What matters is how are our numbers? You know, when we get our blood work done, how's our blood pressure? What's going on with our overall physical health? How are we feeding our body versus how are we taking away from it? Or how are we depriving our body? So it's really saying, okay, these things that I'm focusing on solely in my life, what is it that actually matters and actually determines my worth and my value in our society. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, it can kind of reframe our whole thinking of the world around us and actually focus on what matters. That's awesome. I really liked you just said what determines my worth and value in our world, right? And mm-hmm. I think, gosh, that is such a huge question that we as women, especially, I think, ask a lot, yeah. right? What is my worth? What is right. my value? As I overcommit myself as I do all the things that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that really rings true with me. And also that laundry example, like, yes, I am here for that laundry <laughs> example all day right. long. My, my clean laundry lives in the clean laundry basket until I have to do laundry again, you know, and then I get this overall stress on me whenever I have visitors over or if my parents come to visit, I'm like, shit, I got to put my laundry away. Right. I got to do, do that. And at the end of the day, like if my stepmom wants a clean house, that's at her house. This is right. the way I live yep. and I am happy, I'm healthy and I'm safe. And that's what matters. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. And, and when we think about it, uh, when we think about it, the way it impacts women too, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Yeah. But we tend to put that pressure on us when it comes to our home life and into our work. Like we have to be the best. We have to do the best. We have to constantly push and push and push to climb that ladder or to break the glass ceiling. When at the end of the day, what what is the reasoning behind wanting to break that glass ceiling? What is the reasoning behind wanting to climb that ladder? And how is that stress that we're putting on ourselves to get to those positions, to get to those places in life, really impacting our overall well-being, yeah. our children, our family, and just kind of existing in the world? Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, those are all things that you just said are things that I've talked about on past episodes. They're topics mm-hmm. of episodes, right? Like right, being yeah. everything to everyone and um, and learning how to be ourselves and balance and um, be neutral, right? To be neutral in a world right. um, that is so demanding, especially of women, of humans, but, but even right. more so of women. So yeah, cool. we have to live up to this standard and not be... Um, or there's this expectation of us in the workplace are going to be, you know, maybe more emotional or we have to approach yeah. things differently. And one of my clients even said, you know, I'm going to start writing emails like men, yeah. you know, and if we think about the way men write emails or stereotypically men write emails versus sure. women, it's very direct to the point, no emotion behind it, one word responses and all, and just how efficient it is, but it kind of takes away that natural feeling of emotion that this client had behind the emails of wanting to 
please the other person that was going to be saying it. Like, oh, I hope they're not mad. You know, like, let me start yeah. off with an exclamation point, then do a period and then do an exclamation point at the end to let them know I'm not too crazy, but I'm here and I'm happy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nope. That's real. That's real. Okay. Yeah. So you just mentioned talking with clients a little bit, and I know that you've worked with clients who've experienced trauma in their lives. Mm -hmm. How does moral okay. neutrality play a role in everyday, everyday trauma? Because I, I would imagine trauma is big and small trauma, right? And so there's mm -hmm. probably some everyday trauma. How does that, how does that play out kind of in everyday trauma? Yeah, so I I love this question, and it's not something that can really be answered in a short period of time, so I'm going <laughs> to do my best. <laughs> so when we think of trauma, we have, like you were saying, big T and little t trauma. You know, sure. big T are the things that are um, greatly impactful, that are life-threatening like life almost. Um, and even some things that people would classify as small T traumas could be considered big T traumas for others. Mm -hmm. Um and in our day-to-day -day life, say, for example, if we experience a significant trauma or a big T trauma, um, moving through our days, little things can impact us. We mm. can use the word trigger. They trigger us into how we're going to respond to them. Um, if we were taught to always be the best, do the best, make straight A's, anything, anything below an A is not good. Yeah. it can kind of frame the way of thinking as an adult too, right? Sure. And that I have to be the best. I have to be number one. I have to be the favorite. I have to get the promotion. I have to do the excess stuff to do and increases our anxiety mm -hmm. and increases our stress and increases our lack of sleep. And it can increase whether we have disordered eating, it can really, really play into that. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with clients with trauma, um, specifically around morally neutral, the idea of morally new being morally neutral, is like, what is it that we're experiencing day to day that we can reframe to be not, not a trigger for us? And mm -hmm. I'm being kind of vague with it because I want to make sure I'm getting everything in. Yeah. So with that example of being the best, doing the best, what does it mean to do the best, right? And then what does it mean to do the bare minimum? And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if these are your job responsibilities, if I give you a list of your job responsibilities and you look at it and it says, okay, I have to do three phone calls a day. Well, I'm going to ex exceed this. I'm going to do six phone calls a day, mm. right? But if you do three phone calls a day, you're doing your job and that's perfectly fine, Yeah. right? So yeah. why are we putting this in this additional stress on us that's not really necessary? Those additional three calls are morally neutral. They don't matter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to look at it in those very specific ways to say, what are we assigning this value and assigning this worth to that we don't need to? Yeah. That's some good stuff. As you're talking, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my own work environments, right? Of going above mm -hmm. and beyond, right? People, it's evaluation season in my world. And, um, right. right, like we talk about wanting to get the fives instead of being cool with the threes or whatever, you know, whatever the, the metric system is. So that is, right. um, that is a very interesting lens. And I think that that is something that we as women, why do we, why do we go above and beyond? What's the purpose and the need and the, yeah, that stress yeah. piece that you talked about was powerful. Cool. Yeah. I think, I think it's because we try to prove our worth in a world that wasn't originally designed for us. Right. Mm. When we think of the way society is set up for success, it's set up for white cishet men, right? Mm -hmm. It's not set up for women. It's not set up for 
people of color. It's not set up for gender diverse individuals. You know, it's set mm -hmm. up for white cis men. And so we're trying to achieve something that was never designed for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember when we used to work together um, and Justin was doing my evaluation, he would say, remember a three is good. A three is meaning you're doing your job. Yeah. And I've carried that with me over the last 11 years Yeah. that on a five point Likert scale, a three is good. A three yep. is doing my job and anything above that. Yes, it feels good to get, but it doesn't mean I'm a shitty employee. If I don't yeah. get a four or five, yeah. it means I'm doing my job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is good stuff, Tolly. Um, and yeah. I cannot believe how quickly our time has gone together already. <laughs> um, I know. So, so kind of as we're starting to think about wrapping it up here, like what kinds of tips do you have for my listeners specifically around moral neutrality? Yeah. So one thing I would say is to kind of step back and say, where am I putting my value in this world? Where am I putting my worth? And are these things that I'm putting this into actually where they need to be? Or are they, or am I suppressing other things in my life that matter, right? Like for me, my mental health is very important to me. And that's where I need to put my value in. Um, me making sure that I'm signing on for this podcast and I have showered and I put makeup on and I'm wearing a suit does not matter because it's a podcast and it's Michelle. Like it's okay <laughs> that I just got out of the shower and my hair's wet and yes. I don't have makeup on right? Like right. wearing makeup doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It doesn't determine my worth. It doesn't make the information that I'm talking about less valuable, right? right? So it's kind of saying with the things that I'm doing, where is that value and where am I putting extra pressure on myself to be that's not necessary, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, as we wrap this up, um, any kind of final thoughts you have for the listeners? So I would suggest, um, I actually got this in the mail today and I was like, when we talked about um, doing this podcast, I was like, oh, I should get the book by Casey Davis and read it because then I'll be like fully up on it. Yeah. And of course I have ADHD and it wasn't my top priority. And so <laughs> I finally got it in the mail today. Love but it. It's um, How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. And I, this goes really into a lot of more moral neutrality okay. um, and more ways that we can work, like, especially for neurodiverse, how we can work with our neurodiversity versus against it um, and taking it one day at a time. So that would be my that. final thought is recommending this book because I've heard wonderful things about it. Awesome. Well, we'll put that book in the show notes too, Tolly, so that our readers yeah. can, our readers, our listeners can go read <laughs> the book for those who are readers yeah. and want to go check it out. So awesome. Well, thank you so Sounds much good. for introducing me and maybe some of my listeners to this new topic of moral neutrality. I think that this um, has put a title or a name on some things that I know I have definitely mm -hmm. felt and struggled through and been challenged with. And so hopefully my listeners are also getting some really good insight and, and tips and glimpses from you. So thank you so much yeah. for joining me for this episode. Totally. So thanks for having me. This was great. Awesome.
friends, thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I hope that you learned a little bit about moral neutrality and if it was new to you, something that you might dig into a little bit further. And so as we think about our affirmations for this week, I'm done apologizing for questioning my worth in this world. I'm done apologizing for spending time focused on me. I'm done apologizing for my emotions that I bring into the world. And this one's for you. I'm done apologizing for. Friends, go out there and have an incredible week. Do the amazing things that I know that you're capable of. And remember that if you like this episode, if you love this podcast, be sure to like, follow, and share out there wherever you're listening, whatever platform. Screenshot the episode that you're listening to. Hopefully it's this one. Probably it's this one. But also if you're re-listening, send it to someone who you think might need that message this week, today, or moving forward. And remember... You're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.